Hello everybody, it is starting to look a lot like the holidays around here at Raleigh Little Theatre and that's always such an exciting time because it means that our annual production of Cinderella is getting ready to open. So today's podcast is dedicated to that show and I'm really excited for the interviews that we have for you. Uh, Before we get into the interviews, I ask that if you're listening to our podcast that you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and that you also like us give us a good review that'd be helpful as we of course continue to try to expand our reach uh, to give people context about the shows that we're doing on today's episode i talked to the four stepsisters who are in cinderella this year yes you heard me correctly four Uh, we have not added stepsisters to the show we just have two pairs uh, who are doing the show so of course uh, tim cherry and dennis Poole will be back reprising their roles for the 22nd year and um, we have added uh, two new people greg hill and quentin hocutt Um, And we are really excited about having them. And we'll talk all about why we decided to use four stepsisters this year in the interview. Um, And then after uh, that interview, um, I sat down with our executive director, Charles Vanoff, as he shares some big news um, about uh, his own personal journey. And so uh, I hope that you'll stick around to hear that part of the podcast later. So, like I said, Cinderella's about to open. It opens December 6th and runs through December 22nd. If you don't have your tickets, you better get them quickly. The tickets are going very fast. And then we follow Cinderella with the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime, which opens January 17th and runs through February 2nd, with a special sensory-friendly production on February 9th. And we're all really excited about that piece, so I hope you'll join us uh, for that show as well. Um, but first, we'll see you at Cinderella. And now, without further ado, on to the interview with our stepsisters. All right. Hi, everybody. I am here and I'm surrounded by stepsisters, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, As you all know, probably listening to us, uh, we do Cinderella every uh, holiday season and we're excited to be in the 36th year. Is that correct? Wow. It's pretty amazing. Um, And so uh, I wanted to uh, do this uh, podcast episode um, and focus on the stepsisters. Now, there have been a lot of press about our stepsisters lately, but, you know, there's something really interesting happening this year in that um, we have two additional stepsisters who've joined the team. So there won't be four stepsisters in the show, uh, but there are four actors who are playing those roles. Um, Something that if you've seen the show before um, as an audience member, that you may or may not realize is that that's those uh roles are actually really physically and vocally demanding roles um and you know as a community theater we you know we started to kind of look at that and go you know maybe when you have 20 something performances it might be good to like split those roles up just to uh spread the effort around since it's so huge um and so we did that this year um so I'm, I'm sitting here surrounded by our stepsisters. So uh, we have uh, Dennis Poole, who's played Gertrude for uh, 22, 22 years. 22 years, yeah. Welcome, Dennis. Uh, we have Greg Hill, who's played the part for a few months. <laughs> a few months. <laughs> Haven't even got to a show yet. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Quentin Hocutt, um, who is playing Gertrude. Yes. Quentin was assistant director and understudy last year, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we've, we're excited to have Quentin back and uh, going to be able to see him on stage and put him on stage this year. So welcome, everybody. We're also joined by Mike McGee, who's directing the production. This is his second year in the row. But how long were you uh, 
involved with the show before you started t directing? Oh, wow. Um, so I started as an ASM, I think the year my daughter was a mouse pony, and she was a mouse pony for, I think, three years and then later a page. So I spent a year or two as an ASM and then took over stage managing the show uh, for about five years. Um, the uh, I was pretty much ready to hang it up and then the the year Haskell passed I thought it was would be a good transition if I stayed with the show another year with Rod and Nancy so I stayed with it one more year and then took a break and thought I'd be done with Cinderella until you called me a couple of years ago and said hey did you ever think of directing it so yeah and we're glad to have you on it and the kind of history you bring to it you know that's so, so great about Raleigh Little Theater is there's just so much history and of course um the history is preserved, but then we also move forward and we have uh, wonderful opportunities like this for, for you all. But let's start um, uh, with Dennis. Oh, no. Let's start talking. <laughs> Put me on the spot, huh? That's right. So, Dennis, you've been in it 22 years right. now. Uh, I think people might be interested in just hearing from you. What keeps bringing you back? What's so fun about it? It's like I, I've said before, I've been asking other interviews. It's just so much cotton picking fun. Even the years I wasn't in it, you know, I was King Darling in 87, and then from 88 to 97, I was the AD. Mm. And I still had a lot of fun, you know, ADing the show, you know. Um, tell me about, um, in your experience playing this role, what is your favorite scene to perform? I think actually the very first scene we're in, the get to work scene. You know, because that's, that's, that's where we've got Cinderella running all over the place. <laughs> and every year the Cinderella's get out of breath. Yeah, that scene, that that's one of the scenes I'm talking about. That's yeah. just so physically demanding oh, yeah. for all of you, for not only for Cinderella, but for the sisters and stepmama as well. I mean, you're all over the place. Oh, yeah. I think the, the ball scene, I like the... Well, I like all the scenes, but I think the ball scene, you know, when we get when we get to manhandle Prince Charming, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I agree. And those are again, like those are like those really physically demanding, mm -hmm. and there's so much comedy in in those kinds of uh, sequences where mm -hmm. people are being very physical. And I think that that's something that I know I respond to, and it's something that my two daughters really respond to is just kind of all the physical comedy right. that's in the show. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. Now I can't do the Pratt Falls like I used to. <laughs> now I started doing this show when I was in my thirties. I'm now I just turned sixty this year, so wow. you know wow. I'm getting a little more delicate there. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I imagine. Yeah, that's amazing. So thirty to sixty. Yeah. Wow. I think I was like thirty-eight when I started. <laughs> that's amazing. Really cool. Well, let's talk to Quentin a little bit, who uh, plays the same role. Um, and has understudied before, but now this year is yes. taking it on. So uh, what has it been like um, to kind of watch Dennis and learn from Dennis, someone who has just the expertise and experience in playing this character? It's been very rewarding. Uh, from the moment that, from the first moment that I started like um, shadowing him, because that's what I called it. I just, I basically came in last year and um, I remember... Um, Tim, he was like, just he's like, can we have him come and like dance behind us? And I was like, wow, really that early? And I was like, okay, okay. So then I got, I had to get behind both of them because I was learning. I had to learn both parts, which means I had to learn double of everything. And um, getting behind both of them was wow. It was something else <laughs> because one minute, one minute, one person would do like say like the choreographer would say. Okay, turn to the left. And then I would turn to the left. But then <laughs> Dennis would do things like, I'm just going to jump over here just to throw him off or something like that. 
And then finally, I'll be like, wait a minute, hold on here. But then at the same time, though, they were very professional about it. And they um they kept they kept to themselves and most importantly they just kept me laughing and having fun the whole time so yeah and that's what it should be right like it's just this experience should be fun yeah and um, you know I think it's it's the holiday show that we do because of the spirit of it I think speaking to what you were talking about Dennis the heart of it and I, I we as an organization want that to uh, be true for the cast as well right so oh, if you're yes. giving us your holiday time it should be fun now i'm not going to look over at mike who might be who might be have an opinion about you throwing choreography off on purpose (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay i think that's a good part of it good thing is he fixed it he fixed it (laughs) so in your um just in rehearsal and your experience of kind of running the show quentin what's some of your favorite moments that you get to participate in um, I would have to say uh, my favorite parts of the show, um, I have two favorite scenes. Um, the ball with Sneeze Polka and mm-hmm. then uh, the shoe try-on scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> what about the shoe try-on scene uh, is fun for you? Oh, man. Like just trying to throw yourself at the prince and he's just abhorrently just... No, I can't do this. They are not delicate at all. <laughs> and then also plus right on top of that, tr- just trying, just um, trying on the slipper, and then you find, and then like people are looking at you like, okay, so how's this gonna go? <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I'm about to do something really, really funny that's gonna throw them off. <laughs> and yeah. then also just, I just love the fact that we um that we've um updated it just for more of the youth now. Mm-hmm. So like we've thrown in a lot we've thrown in a lot more um I can say uh don't say the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Save it for I'm not night. I'm not I'm not <laughs> just saying we just like we've done a, we've done a lot of we've done a lot of things to like update it more for the youth now so that they can understand it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's funny when you when you see youth out there in the audience and they catch on and then they burst out laughing and you're just like okay yeah did that job yeah and it's following the tradition of the panto for sure to like have cultural reference and stuff like that and it's fun to watch y'all do it uh, let's switch over to you Greg all right so you are playing Henrietta yes sir. behind uh, Tim Cherry who is a force all of his own um, <laughs> But talk a little bit about that experience. What has it been like for you to to kind of be mentored by him and to watch him? And then the, how how does how has it affected your own performance? I, I think it's very fortunate to have the opportunity to be working with these gentlemen who's been doing it for 22 years. Um, you know, when you go into a show and you're going into a character, you know, you always go into it blind, but you always have some reference that you can always go pull up from the Internet or something like this. With this show, unless you've seen it, there's not really much reference to pull from it. So to see him actually do it during rehearsals and I get to see what he's done for 22 years, I get to add to what he's already created. And um, I think it's just very fortunate for an actor to have that opportunity to have somebody set you that far in advance. And I'm very fortunate for that. I've Mm -hmm. enjoyed their company. Mr. Dennis is... Makes me chuckle consistently. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them laughing. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's very fortunate to uh, have the opportunity to be able to work with them side by side. You mm-hmm. don't get this in shows on a normal basis. This is different. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? What are some of your favorite moments to perform? Oh, in it's the shoe trying on scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, yes, Henrietta is very... 
self-centered. <laughs> <laughs> and she forgets where she's at in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the direction I'm trying to go with that point. But it, it's just it, it's just fine. I don't want to say too much because, you know, there's so much that everybody wants to watch. So Right, and you each bring your own personality to it. And I think that that's what's fun about coming to the show is just to kind of see how everybody interprets these roles. And so I know that you've been inspired by the two men who've been playing it for so long, but it's also will be interesting for people to see how you even inside of that interpret it for yourselves. And that's a really exciting thing. And I think audiences don't get to see that a lot. So I guess what I'm saying to our audience is buy two tickets. <laughs> yes. Because buy four tickets. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Come to see two different shows. Let's turn it over and talk to Mike a little bit. Mike, what's it been like? What's it been like um, having four stepsisters instead of four two? Four headaches in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been amazing. I think, um, you know, the first thing that, and I think Jess would say this, Jess Barber, my choreographer, would say the same thing. You know, you, we t- we took for granted what we took for granted with having Tim and Dennis there. You know, especially last year, it was like you remember what you did last year. Just do that again. Yeah. And now we had to teach two new people how to do that. And so uh, it it gave us a moment of pause to kind of rethink. You know, how how do we teach this? How do we? And is there some places we can can change it up? Um, I specifically asked, you know, Greg and Quentin. You know, I I don't want them copying Tim and Dennis. Mm-hmm. So like, find your own characters, which they have. Um, it, with the caveat, there was a few things we all need to do. The same choreo was one of them just to respect lauren uh tompkins our stepmama having to know where people are at that moment but other than that i gave them free reign to create the characters and find what what they want to do so that was that was one is is you know just kind of rethinking how we how we teach this um the other thing that was not a challenge but something we had to think through is we had to get stage time for all four people in a rehearsal process where you know you're only usually doing it for one set of stepsisters mm-hmm. uh, and again Lauren Tompkins has been a dream to work with and always willing to do everything twice <laughs> three times sometimes um, we, we've uh, the way we've done it is in working rehearsals we always do it twice so they each get their opportunity to do it and then they in run-throughs we have uh, each has their individual run-throughs, so we've set up a schedule, uh, added a couple extra run-throughs this year, so Greg and uh, Quentin could have an adequate time to prepare for for opening night as well, and then we've, we split the tech week as well, so we've had to build a schedule around that, but during the regular working rehearsals and blocking, we all kind of just take our turns and do it uh, mm-hmm. together, so so it's been great. It's been, uh, they've they've worked very hard together. I, I like watching them watch the other <laughs> teams. And, and last night, uh, it was Quentin and Greg's run through last night. And so Tim and Dennis were front and center watching, rooting them on, laughing along. And, and so it's been great snickering at times, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> judgy, <laughs> being judgy, <laughs> but, uh, but ultimately they've been incredibly, uh, incredibly supportive. So it's, it's, it's been super fun, you know, as, as we've settled in and we haven't really, you know, it's, it's not at all been a difficult process. It's just been time management and making sure that we get everybody the right opportunity so it's 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 been it's given me an opportunity to rethink the characters right and rethink you know uh, again because tim and dennis are just so amazing at what they do and and yeah you almost take it for granted on how amazing they are with these characters and how funny they are and it's just nonstop, you know what they bring and so um but now we're, we're finding different things and and you know greg's added some quentin and greg have both added ad libs that i just i die over and it fits their characters and uh you know that's it's theirs it's their moment mm-hmm. um there's very few things there's a couple things little things that i've added where i've asked them you know everybody to do it but other than that you know it's, it's great you know you're going to definitely see a little while the the bones of the shit was the same regardless of which set is on you know the characters and and the and the intentions are a little bit different so it's it's fun that's really great um and i think you know something that people love so much about 
the performances, particularly what you and uh, Tim do, Dennis, is all those ad libs. So can you can you talk about um, the ad libs and where they come from? Are they just spontaneous? Are they built? Have you done the same ones every year? Well, they change up sometimes. We, you know, some of my ad libs have even made it into the script. So <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. so now you're playwright, Dennis. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and sometimes things just happen in the moment. It's like I've said in the past. I would love it when things go wrong because live theater things are going to go wrong, and uh, you know you come up to be up there and try, okay, we got to make these people laugh and have them ignore that the set is falling down. <laughs> we've had that happen. And, uh, yeah. I remember one year we had the, the step house. It was on wagons, and it came in from either side of the stage. And when they came in, they bumped, and they ended up about two feet, feet apart. And we were doing the get-to-work scene, and I'm doing the whole thing about, Mama, I do wish you would allow me to, and I'm to go to Cinderella to go shopping with us, and I'm pushing the sets together, and you know, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I, I just I really do like it when things go wrong. And uh, I remember one year my wig fell off, uh-huh. and Becky Johnston, my friend Becky Johnston, she came in on a moment's notice to play Mama because Fairy Godmother got sick, and Joe Brown took Fairy Godmother's role, and Becky came in. And uh, one night it was my fault, I moved a little too slow, and Tim knocked my wig off, you know, that mob cap with that big wig. And I, I didn't did not want Becky J to turn because she was facing Cinderella, and she, I did not want her to turn around and see me without my hair on. And uh, I said, "My ma, she knocked my hair off." And Becky Johnson turned around. Now Tim's lip—he's supposed to be frozen. It's a starch thing, and his lip is just quivering, just quivering, just quivering. And Becky Becky turned around and she pointed to my the wig cap, the the wig on the stage, and she broke up. And then I finally went. And then when we got off stage, she said. When I turned around and I saw your wig on the floor, I thought, oh, my God, Dennis has been decapitated. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just – and one, one year we had um, a little girl in the audience on front row blew one of my punchlines. Mm. Just blew it out of the water. And, of course, we got tickled and the audience got tickled. I walked down to the apron of the stage and I said, you messed up my joke. <laughs> and, I, and I waited for the meet and greet. When I kept watching the doors, the double doors in the lobby, I kept watching for this little girl. And finally, she and her mother come through the double doors. And I go, and I start yelling in the lobby, like, where's that little girl that messed up my joke? Where's that little girl that messed up my joke? Where's that little girl that messed up? And uh, I walked up to her. I said, because in those costumes, we are just huge to, right. these, to a three-year-old. And I said, she might have been older. But um, I said, uh, are you the little girl that messed up my joke? And she, and she very sheepishly was shaking her head yes and I said well come back to me I thought it was funny come back tomorrow night and do it again <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah. that's fantastic I love yeah. that I think and then of course the years that you put into it you feel pretty comfortable doing those things oh yeah how about you two I mean you know because ad-libbing is such a part of what makes those stepsisters fun do you feel are you doing any and do you feel intimidated oh, by it do you man. so like how, what has your process been to like kind of just live with that um, expectation um well well i've come i've uh well the, from the first time that me and me and him met we met um at auditions because we auditioned on the same day together and ever since that first day before we were even cast matter of fact i came to you i, I said you audition for a stepsister yeah and he was like yeah i said you want to run downstairs and read over the stuff with me <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> so, exactly. so we've kind of always so we've kind of from that first moment we've always had that click of chemistry between us and so uh then like when we finally when i like when we both when we both got cast 
I was like, okay, you know what? I was like, we've got something good here. And I was like, I was like, can I come over to your house? And we just, you know, just run, like bounce things off of each other. And then like from that moment, we even just like come up with ad libs and stuff. Just It just comes out in the moment sometimes, like Dennis said, or sometimes it will be just... We'll be just sitting there and then we'll say something and it'll be like, okay, so what can we say here that, but, you know, without, you know, without taking any, you know, taking anything else, like, like trying to upstage anyone or without actually, you know, like pushing too close to like offending people, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's a fine balance. So, yeah, um, we do like, we, we, we consider those things and then like finally things come to our heads and we're like, okay. Like, can we say that? Or like, <laughs> like, you know, anything that we, anything that we're not sure about, we always run it by Mike first. Of course, so yeah. yeah, that, that is just, that's just something that we just normally just do. We just, we have chemistry together. Oh my God, so. they bonded. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Greg? You feel similar? I, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Quinn said, you know, he, he's been coming over to the house and everything and, and we, we bounce ideas off of one another. And, you know, and we, we check and balance one another, you know. Yeah, I think it's a very good thing to do, you know, because you don't want to overload your mouth for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, for me, the ad-libs, I, don't, I, I would say I do more ad-libs at the shoe trying on scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> last night as we were getting up, I was like, I, I get lost in the character <laughs> is what I think happens. And then I'm like. Oh, I can't say nothing because I'll say a line. <laughs> but I really get, yeah, I really get lost in the character, and things just start coming out. Um, and it's just, uh, I'm very fortunate to have Quentin to help me out through this because mm-hmm. Quentin does have a lot of experience. And you know, I was really the blind, blind, blind when walking in, mm-hmm. and because I knew nothing about it, and. I got a little nervous there for a while. I was really nervous. And Quentin, he's like, you got this. You got this. Mm-hmm. His facial expressions make everything. <laughs> they make everything. So it works out perfectly because it's just like, okay, like, so I'm going to, so I'm going to do this and see what, and just see what he does. I'm not even going to tell him. I'm just going to do this and Absolutely. see what happens. And oh yeah. When it's just on the spot, funny, like in rehearsals, everybody's just dying of laughter. So Yeah. That's great. That's great. I'm glad that y'all feel the freedom uh, to play because, I mean, I think that's part of what makes these roles so fun. And we've also uh, been joined by our other Henrietta, Tim Jerry. Hi, Tim. (laughs) I was the napping Henrietta. (laughs) (laughs) It's absolutely fine. Uh, So, of course, Tim has also been um, in this role for over 20 years. And um, just kind of curious, it was kind of started with this question even for Dennis. Um, what keeps you coming back to it? A desperate need for attention and applause. (laughs) It's a lot of fun to do. Um, And this particular role, since I have done it so long, uh, even if there are changes from year to year, I remember most of it. And so the confidence that I do not have in any other (laughs) production I've ever been in, Mm -hmm. I have more confidence in this. And I, I can relax mm-hmm. it's hard work but i can relax mm. and at least give the illusion of confidence <laughs> yeah and I, you know and i rely on dennis to get me out of whatever trouble i might get into. <laughs> you rely on dennis to get you out of trouble that's interesting 
if I should get into trouble. I've done that <laughs> since the first the first year. We were in the wings at Stewart Theater getting ready to go on, and uh, I was n- nervous as hell. Ooh. You're okay. That was a dirty word. <laughs> uh, but I knew Dennis would get me out of anything. Mm-hmm. I, if something goes wrong, I just go to... <clears throat> I might tend to go to pieces mm-hmm. or just stand there and look stupid. <laughs> Whereas Dennis looks stupid, but he doesn't just stand there. He, he, get, he ad-libs us out of whatever predicament we might get in. I mean, my wig has flown off. His wig has flown off. <laughs> I've got caught under rolling wheels and stuff, and I dropped my drawers in <laughs> down center at, in the ballroom scene. Well, Henrietta dropped her pantaloons. <laughs> they just fell due to the the force of gravity, and yeah, I had to just pick them up and throw them over my shoulder <laughs> with the show. Live theater, and I did do that one by myself. He, he wasn't. He wasn't for for a change. He wasn't down center. <laughs> oh, okay. But I was. I, I was with Prince Charming. Oh yeah, that's amazing. So, Mike, let's let's have you. Uh, let us all know, um, uh, you know, we're in year 36, so why should we come again this year? Um, yeah, so um, one of the tenets of a uh, British panto is to uh, modernize and change, and I think we have a lot of new fun stuff this year. We've got um, probably more topical and cultural references than we've ever had before. I just added another one last night, and they continue to flow out of us. <laughs> um, we've added some uh, – we've got a great cast this year. It's 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 been wonderful because there's only – not that it's a bad thing to have returning people, but there's only four people uh, – five maybe uh, that returned from four that returned which is the least i've ever been around in my whole time here so i'm getting to experience the joy of them experiencing it for the first time you know over and over again and so i think you're going to see that that uh, wide-eyed enthusiasm and excitement from the cast uh they're they're doing great work um the 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 leads are amazing the ensemble's amazing we've got some new songs we've got some new bits uh new technical elements so it's just a fresh show we try to you know we try to keep the bones of the show the same so that we're not you know reteching and redoing this whole show from from start but we want to look to add some pieces that are you know little tweaks that we want to change and do and and even things that we had like the king song uh it didn't quite get the new king song last year didn't quite evolve to where i wanted it to be so we've we We've revamped that, and Benaya Barnes is just absolutely being a rock star in that number. It is a show on it in and of itself to come see it. So I think it's just a joyful show. It's 90 minutes. Uh, there's lots of audience and participation, which doesn't happen in, in a lot of shows. Uh, you get to meet the cast afterwards. So it's just uh, just a great way to – there's some singing of Christmas carols and mm-hmm. some snow and just a great way to kick off your holiday season and get you in that mood and that spirit to, to enjoy the season. So Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think – Anytime you can see any show with different actors and roles that you are familiar with, it's kind of, um, you know, of course, seeing like people who like originate it is like amazing. And like you always want that opportunity um, uh, and, or, you know, seeing people who played it for that many years, for sure. I know you weren't the original um, <laughs> performers in those roles because the show's been going on for so long. But uh, I think as an audience member, when you get to see like two actors who have um played a role like that for so many years, that is a gift. And then it's also a gift to see new pokes because you, like you were saying, Mike, you learn new things about the characters and that's um, always really exciting. So no matter what show, yes, please do. It's a lot of fun watching these two up up there um, doing the, they have a whole different, well, I guess Dennis has already told you this. No, that's okay. It's a lot of fun watching them because they're two 
characters different from us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that's been the case. And you know, it's interesting. Like this season, um, we're calling now and then because we really wanted to take all of the shows this season and do a mix of shows that have never been done here and shows that have been done here before that we're looking at in a new way. And I think the four of you are really indicative of that theme, um, that we value so much of the things that came before us and are so excited for the way that y'all have paved the way for these guys in their first year doing it to have this new experience and for you two to bring your own perspectives to it. It's kind of a beautiful look at what the theater is, right? Especially Raleigh Little Theater, where there's so much history and so many people have come through here um, that that it, it's not even, it's not passing a torch because you're all here. It's sharing a torch. It's sharing a fire and it is, it is, um, just giving more and more opportunity for our community to participate, which is what this theater is all about. So thank all of you for your willingness to share. Um, it's it's really exciting for us as an organization to see that happen, and we can't wait to see the show. So thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank Patrick. you. All right, listeners, I am sitting here with Charles Faneff, our executive director. And if you haven't heard the news yet, he has some big news to share. So I'm just going to turn it over to you, Charles, and let you uh, tell the folks uh, uh, the the news you have. Yeah. So after seven years, it'll it'll actually be eight years um, before I before I leave RLT, I am departing to become the next president of the United Arts Council of Raleigh and Wake County. Hey, that's awesome. So can I call you the artist formerly known as the executive director? Of sure, man. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I'm that works. kidding. Charles is still here for a little bit. He um, isn't leaving until the end of January. So uh, we get to mine all of his wisdom over the next couple months. But I'm really excited for you and congratulations Thanks. on your new position. So for those of you who um, aren't familiar with the United Arts Council of Raleigh and Wake County, um, they have been big supporters of our work. So we're really excited that Charles is just moving right down the street. He'll still be in our community and he'll still be um, involved, um, you know, with Raleigh Little Theater because they've done so much for us. If you've been to a show in the past few years, you have probably heard in the pre-show announcements us thanking the United um, Arts Council for all their support of the work that we do on stage. We are also part of their Artisan School program and Ketty Shum, who's uh, currently our costume designer for Curious Incident of the Night, um, Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, was um, a guest artist last year for Measure That's for right. Measure, and the United Arts Council made all that happen. And now Ketty's part of the family, and we're super excited to have her. But um, United Arts Council and Raleigh Little Theater um, have a really great partnership, and uh, so we're really excited uh, for Charles, and also that Charles will still be around. So tell us a little bit about that organization, Charles, and what excites you about your role there yeah thanks well um the united arts council is a is a nonprofit organization and its goal is to build a better rally in wake county through support of and advocacy for the arts so the organization does a lot of different things um but it's kind of some of the main things you hit a lot of the main things patrick the um artisan schools program is one of the largest artisan schools programs anywhere in the country it reaches one hundred and twenty thousand kids a year which is just massive um, so that's everything from, you know, a storyteller coming in from one day to an artist doing a multi-week residency, in, uh, and it could be in an elementary school, middle school, whatever. Um, one of the other major programs is giving grants. So that's like the Youth Arts Grant that Raleigh Little Theater has gotten for many, many years.
many years, also grants to individual artists and um, cultural access grants and other things as well. And then there's some other programs underneath the organization that um, the Piedmont Laureate Program, Guest Artist Program, and uh, uh, and so forth. Um, so some public artwork. There's, there's a lot of different things there. And uh, pardon me for not having my curtain speech down, my elevator <laughs> speech down yet. I just got the job uh, a week ago. So <laughs> next time you hear me speak about it, I'll, I'll really have it, it down <laughs> pat. But, um, but I'm really excited, I guess, for the job because... I think that Wake County right now, you know, we've just passed over a million people in Wake County. And so I think it's a really interesting time to lead an organization like this as our region struggles, I think, in a lot of ways with growth, although we're also thriving in a lot of ways. And, you know, to ask the questions about how the arts can be a partner um, in some of those things that we all want to see. You know, what I what I said in the, in the press release that announced it is that, you know, I think that it's, you know, we are both a part of, you know, as an arts community, we're part of attracting and retaining the best talent, which is really important to the growth of this region. But we're, we can also be a really powerful partner for efforts, you know, inclusion and equity. Um, that's a lot of what we focused on here at Raleigh Little Theater and a lot what a lot of arts organizations are starting to think about um, or, or starting to take more seriously. And so, you know, I just... I just feel really lucky to have this opportunity. I feel really excited that I get to help organizations like Raleigh Little Theater and, um, and you know, get to figure out what the vision for the arts is in Wake County. I mean, that's really exciting. And, uh, you know, we're all, um, you know, we'll miss you. We'll miss you a ton. Uh, but we're also really grateful for the time that we've had. And, you know, I've just personally been super excited to partner with you on building a lot of great arts experiences, I believe, in the community. So we'll definitely miss you, but we're also insanely excited for you and uh, you know like I said you'll be around the corner so that's 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 the good news uh, talking about RLT a little bit what are a couple of the highlights of your time here and what will you miss the most yeah well man there's there's a lot it's hard to it's hard to choose I mean it you know so I realize it's been I haven't sat down and counted exactly how many productions but it's in the neighborhood of like 90 productions and I think it's like about 300,000 people um, who've walked through these doors since I've gotten here. So it's, it's, it's a lot of, there's just a lot of different things that we've all worked on together. And, um, but I think if I had to, you know, I was, I was trying to getting ready to answer this question, you know, a show that I think is like an interesting kind of microcosm of a lot of what I love about Raleigh Little Theater would be Blood Done Sign My Name, um, that we did in the Gaddy, uh, a little over a year ago, or was it two years ago? Yeah, it'll be almost two and in it'll March. Be almost yeah. two years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm right. It's about a year and a half ago right now. Mm-hmm. It'll in the spring it'll be two years. Yep. And um I think what kinda made that magical for me is for one thing, uh, you know, just starting with the cast, you had such a, a an age range in that cast. You know, some middle schoolers every every you know, up to retirees. And you had actors who had been around Raleigh Little Theater for a long time, and then people who were brand new. Um, and I think that was reflected as well with the cast. I think about the creative team, and that was such an amazing set that Sonia um, Drum did, who you're working on for, uh, you're working together with on Curious Incident. Um, you know, the fact that we were able to do a world premiere, you know, with Mike Wiley, who we both really love and respect. The fact that we had Tim Tyson here, who's incredible. Some of the community partnerships like getting to do stuff with James White from the YMCA. Um, 
it just hit a lot of different, you know, WUNC was a media sponsor, you know, I mean, just like all the different things that we did around that show um, were really neat. And I feel like, I think one of the things that I will miss about Rowley Little Theater and a thing that I didn't know before I came here is for one thing, I, I think that this theater is really, I love the multi-generational kind of aspect of it as well as just the, the, you know, the real diversity of people who are involved. So, you know, there's, I think that young people have a lot to learn from seniors and vice versa. And I think when that happens in a place where people are like making something together and telling stories, it's like one of the most beautiful and inspiring things. I'm just like, I'm honestly, I'm getting a little emotional right now just thinking about it because it just, I just, I just love it so much. And, um, and I just think that there's not enough places together where we like come together and tell stories together and do in a way that's really inclusive. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man. Miss you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope that, uh, I hope, you know, we'll miss you too. And, uh, we'll keep trying to live into that and, um, um, keep doing those things that you've helped us build, you know, uh, sp- particularly around the community engagement and the diversifying of, um, you know, the people that keep uh, entering this space and the respect for the past that we have and uh, the desire to push forward. I mean, I think it's such a great balance and you've you've helped put us on a strong footing for that. So thank you very much. It is emotional, but it's also good. Um, we're, we're really excited for you. And uh, listeners, um, you know, I encourage you to reach out to Charles, come by, say goodbye. Um, um, you know, we have Cinderella opening. Um, so I hope that you will come and join me um, and Charles at the theater. Uh, Cinderella opens December 6th, um, and it's a great holiday tradition. You'll love it if you've never seen it. And if you have, um, the creative team this year has done a lot of really fun new things that I think you'll enjoy. So please come to see Cinderella. And then the final show um, of uh, Charles's tenure here will open in January, which is the Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, my last opening night will be uh, Curious Incident, January 17th. Directed by Patrick Torres. <laughs> yeah. A really great creative team and awesome partnerships with Arts Access and, and other folks. And, uh, and so that'll be a really neat way to go out. That's one I've been looking forward to. Yeah, uh, that one runs through February 2nd, and on February 9th, we're doing our first ever sensory-friendly performance for adults. So that's going to be an exciting production. I'm having a great time with the cast. Um, but uh, join us for these shows, and uh, you know, certainly come by, say bye to Charles, um, and wish him well. And uh, thanks for joining us, Charles. My pleasure. All right. Talk to you all soon. <laughs>